When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Do you like what you're hearing right now? Then be sure to check out VOC Nation. Whether it's on VOCNation.com or your favorite podcast provider, VOC Nation offers the greatest in live and on-demand content, great interviews, and incredible insight from those who have lived the business. Seven days a week, VOCNation.com. And don't forget to check us out on Twitter at VOCNation. Welcome to another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today was a star of the 1970s and 80s in the Central States, Florida, and Mid-South. He held the NWA Central States Heavyweight and Tag Team titles on numerous occasions, as well as the Southern Heavyweight title and Mid-South Single and Tag Team titles. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce Mr. Mike George. Mike, thanks for coming on today. Oh, thank you, Brian. I appreciate that very much. You bet. And my pleasure. Uh, I'm glad you were able to come on today. I know you and uh, Jerry Oates are good friends, and he said I could uh, call you and, and get you on here, so I appreciate it, my friend. Yeah, Jerry was one of the first ones I met. Was ended up being a real close friend, and you know, a guy that uh, <laughs> told me one time I ought to quit and go home. <laughs> all right That's well I'm, I'm, glad we, I, I'm glad you didn't i'm sure a lot of people are so let's talk a little bit about okay so uh mike uh talk a little bit about where you're from and, and growing up and, and things like that if you would please okay i'm uh from originally from st joseph missouri okay. that was the the town that uh a lot of a lot of uh, old time wrestlers came out of there. Gus mm-hmm. Karras was was the promoter up there, and uh, that's where I got my start. I enjoyed it. I uh, wrestled in high school, and I figured I could do it in pro. I saw a friend of mine, um, uh, Ed Wiskowski, was trying to get in the business. Then he got in a real bad car accident, so I said, "Well, I can do that." I got a hold of him, got him back in the gym got him working out and we used to go work out each other we we uh <laughs> we about kill each other <laughs> i gave him a good cauliflower ear he gave me a knot on my top of my head or on my forehead that's still there <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wow uh did you go to college or anything after high school no i started right? i just it wasn't for me yeah. i just no i i I tried. I got. I was into weightlifting at, at that time. I was okay. going to a uh, uh, weightlifting competition for. Uh, this was when they had the bench. I mean the squat. I mean uh, the 
powerlifting, which was the right. uh, standing press, the snatch, and the clean and jerk. I, okay. That's what was I got into doing to that. Uh, I went all over here. I was ranked fourth in the nation in junior Olympic. What surprised oh, wow. me. <laughs> wow, that's great. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about getting into the business. So uh, who you said you were went up to uh, in St. Joe there. Were you trained up there, and who were you trained by? Yeah, I was tra- trained up there. Basically, uh, Ronnie Edson would work out with us. Uh, I had another guy. Forgive me, I can't remember his name. He was he was in the business. He was just uh, a local guy up there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gus used him, but it, that was a long time ago. I got I talked him into it. He'd come up there and he'd work out with us. We had a, at the old auditorium. They had a a, a mat set up, mm-hmm. and him and me would and whoever else I could find in there to go with me, we'd go in there and work out. And uh, I'd say Sonny Sonny did too. Sonny Etch, uh, Sonny uh, Myers, but. Um, Basically, we just, that was later on. We talked a lot when we rode and everything else mm-hmm. and ideas and how to carry yourself and everything else. And uh, Roddy Eston was the most of it, though. But I never smoked a cigar. <laughs> <laughs> he never smoked those cigars and and drank his beer and eat the potato chips. Well, that's what I remember about Roddy the most. <laughs> well, after you got done training, um, what territory did you head to uh, first? When I yeah, when I first started, I went to Atlanta. Uh, okay. Jody Hamilton got me in there. Gus got a hold of them, and they get, they went sent me over there. I was mm-hmm. there about two months. I was horrible, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's when that's when uh, Jerry said you ought to quit. <laughs> <laughs> And then, then they sent me to Florida, and basically with the, with the amateur background, I had a good time down there. We had a, a chance to work out at the Sportatorium down down there at the the old uh, where we did TV at and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, there's a bunch of us there, and they're all at one time, we'd be in there working out. And uh, and uh, Matt Suda, he was the one that was like training us. Yeah. It was it was a good experience. I mean, it was hot down there in that place. Yeah. We used to go in there. They wouldn't turn nothing on. They just had one light for us in there, and the ring was set up, and we'd work out. We'd do the exercises, then we'd just then we'd get in there and and shoot. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time ago. Bob Orton uh, Jr. That was about his time. He was down there too. All of it. There was a lot of us. So a lot of us. Yeah, George McQuarrie. George yeah. McCrary was another one that was was a classic. He was a hell of an amateur, but yeah. uh, you couldn't tell by looking at his body. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard some uh, stories from other wrestlers about Hiro Matsuda and his training style. Uh, oh, can yeah. you kind of tell us a little bit about your experience with, with him? Oh, it, it was vicious. I tell you, we'd, we'd be doing our jump squats we'd be doing push-ups we'd be doing all kinds of then we get down and then we then we do the, the the amateur wrestling hit the ropes you know just trying to keep balancing mm-hmm. just to see how far he'd make us go as far as we could go and almost throw up yeah that's that was to get you in shape that was the whole idea 
Yeah, because once once your legs gave out in the ring, you were, you weren't worth a darn. <laughs> he had to be in shape. Had to be in shape. Yeah, now, I've been told that he did everything with you guys. Yes, he did. Yeah. Yes, he did. But, he was a he was a hell of a hell of a wrestler. He really was. Yeah. I remember when he probably made it to uh, the junior heavyweight champion. I wrestled him up here in in St. Joe there. Just mm-hmm. when he came through junior heavyweight, I had a chance at him. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was like a, like old home week. I should have done a bunch of jump spots right there, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I started uh, when I was doing a little research on you. Uh, Central States is where you uh, kind of first took off from what I've read with. Um, uh, yeah. And you had a great tag team with, uh, with Jim Brunzel. And, Jim Brunzel, him, it was like his first place he left. He came in mm-hmm. here, and they put me and him together. We're both young, so yeah. And uh, that was it. All yeah. of a sudden, we were against uh, the, the champions. We were working against, going against them all the time. It was mm-hmm. uh, uh, Roger Kirby and uh, uh, Lord Alfred Hayes. Yeah, two great guys. Yeah, yeah. Kind of miss miss both of them. Yeah, miss guy. both of them. Yeah. So I Kevin, miss. I worked with uh, with no um, uh, oh, Kirby the most all over the place down yeah. there in Florida. Okay. Everything else, yeah. So working with Jim, your chemistry. What was that? I mean, it was pretty. Oh, we got along great together. Yeah, yeah. there was no problems. That's good. I, Most, mean, I never really had any problem with any of them, really. Yeah. Any of my uh, partners. Uh, I went through a few of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, then I come back to I left or whatever else happened. Then I come back home and all of a sudden it was Bruns, uh, It was Jerry Oates. Yeah. But even when his brother was here. Yeah. Dead. Yeah. Uh, I wrestled with all of them. I wrestled Jerry many, many times. Yeah. And same way with uh, Ted. Uh, Brunzella never really, we never had matches together. Okay. Never did. We were always singled, okay. singled out. Yeah. Working with Jerry, I bet you that was pretty, pretty uh, fun. Yeah, he, was, <laughs> he always had energy. Yeah. Always had energy, boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I enjoyed about him. Yeah. Yeah, we we beat each other up and just laugh and giggle at it. We didn't. <laughs> yeah. He said, who really taught you? I said, nobody. <laughs> he said, I can believe it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you ever have uh, the opportunity God, yeah. to go to Japan? I went, yeah, I went five different times. I enjoyed okay. it. I enjoyed that a whole bunch. Yeah. Really, that was the, the, crowning deal of my you might say my deal i got to go there see different places mm-hmm. uh i would I'd, I'd give anything to go there again yeah. just to, but I, I enjoyed the wrestling because it was all you name it, those guys were they were in shape mm-hmm. they were in shape i mean they were constantly and those young boys you <laughs> the old timers would would get on them and boy they'd make them do stuff that was just you served your apprentice, yeah. apprenticeship in there. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a good experience. Uh, I went for all. I think I went for every every one of the companies over there. Okay. I enjoyed that. Okay. 
I was going to ask you, uh, who is probably your over there in Japan? They they always say it's different over there. They've got a lot more, uh, I don't know, wrestling. I don't know how to say it, but uh, they say it's better over there. So opponent wise, yeah, who was your probably yeah. your, one of your favorite opponents while you were over there that that you just had the the chemistry with in Japan? Uh, I had a couple of them basically. Mm-hmm. With the all all Japan all Japan wrestler, forgive me, I cannot remember they gave him the the main the main one the older guy he That's was a sumo all of them were sumo so yeah and uh, then there was the one from Korea too he was a, he didn't speak much English but he he was a stout old man yeah. and you didn't want to call him old man either that's <laughs> dang sure <laughs> and he he could. All of them, all of them are in good shape. All of them had legs on them that wouldn't quit because they were in good shape. All of them. Yeah. Uh, that was one of the main deals. They always were doing their their squats and jump squats and all that good stuff. Yeah. And they're always working out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was a place that uh, I, I couldn't find too many gyms to go over there to. Yeah, I had to bribe them basically, take <laughs> find me a gym so I could go work out. Yeah. And I'd go do that when we were on the road away from uh, down in downtown uh, Tokyo. Mm-hmm. There was another gym we used to go there all the time. I, but that that was another story though on that one. Yeah, there was that, that was the last about my last tour of working out over there with uh, uh, this one, the animal and and hawk were over there too. Okay, and that's the that's when I went over there. That's my last tour, okay. and that's when. Uh, yeah, Hawkey uh, looked at me. He says, "If I look as good as you do when I'm your age, he says I'll be happy." And he didn't make it. No, <laughs> he didn't make it. Unfortunately, yeah, it's too bad. Not. But that was kind of a compliment, though. <laughs> yes, you were. I mean, you back in your day, uh, you were a very stout guy. Yeah, and and. <laughs> and I remember you, I mean, I was a little kid, but I remember seeing you on TV and I was always kind of surprised really that you didn't get, I mean, you got pushed, but I mean, I feel like you didn't get the push you really deserved. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Well, the problem with that is I couldn't tell a lot of stories. You know, I was mm-hmm. I wasn't the one behind the mic. I wasn't good at that. I could get in the ring and perform and do my job and and uh, do things the other guys couldn't do. But mm-hmm. but uh, it's just that the, the talking to me was the hardest part. It still is, still is. Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess they could have. I mean, there's guys that have been you know world champions that they have a manager. They do all the lip service. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I was kind of I've just was always kind of surprised that. Because you're built so well, you have the look, you have the ability, obviously, in the ring, and I just felt, I've always felt that you and like, and also Jerry, just, I really didn't think you guys got the push you all deserved. No, we were at the wrong, we were at the end of the era when the things were changing. Yeah. And uh, the guys that could talk on the tube, that's the ones that got the the push. Their work sucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I won't disagree. Some of you won't disagree there, will you? Now, their uh, work sucked. They couldn't do stuff but 
top wrist lock to an arm bar, they wouldn't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All they could get when they there was punch, 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 kick. They didn't know what anything, you know, take down. They didn't know how to take guys down right, how to mm-hmm. do stuff. Yeah. And, you know, but. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. At least I knew. Guys now are still afraid of me at work. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they are. If you're pretty stuck. Yeah, because sure. they know what they've seen. What I can do to people that cause problem where I'm. I work security at Seventh mm-hmm. Street Casino downtown, okay. and. Uh, Basically, if we has a problem, I was I was always right in there. I'm the one <laughs> would help finish the thing off. Though and sometimes the manager get involved, he get too close, he get hooked too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, Jerry. I remember one time on Jerry, we were working out. We were on TV, and he's and uh, Watts had said, "Well, I want to show some of your workouts too when you when your guys are in the." uh arena just before you get ready to go in there oh mm-hmm. jerry said okay no problem so i was i was the goat i was the goat he he did a couple of things then one time he got sat on my on my back up there and i was doing push-ups with him sitting on my back and i said what am i doing i said what am i doing <laughs> he just laughed sat up there like it was nothing <laughs> yeah. wow. It was. He wasn't doing the work. I was. <laughs> you were doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. I was doing the push-ups. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. Uh, you worked a lot in the NWA. Did you ever work uh, with WWF or the AWA? Uh, the AWA, yes. The okay. WWF deal, no. That wasn't my deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did one night, basically, for WWF. I got a call. We were just, we did uh, uh, matches in mm-hmm. for Geigel uh, here. We went to the to the penitentiary at uh, Leavenworth. We worked okay. there that day. And I got a, I got, ho- got home. I got a call from, uh, uh, I want to say, who was? Uh, Grizzly Smith. His, mm-hmm. He was, he was uh, working for the, for WWF and, they needed somebody in one of the spot shows they were ever going on and wouldn't know if I'd be able to go. And well, I went ahead and went, I went up there and uh, that's the only time I worked with, with the WWF okay. one time, one time only. I didn't really care. It yeah. just, to me, it, it was different. And yeah. I worked with uh, Grizzly's boy, not, not, yeah. not uh, Jake, but, uh, but Michael. Yeah. Sam Houston. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I worked with Sam Houston. That, yeah. That was the one I worked. I enjoyed the kid. I remember yeah. when he was just—he was still down there in Louisiana, and we'd we'd ask questions and everything. I was a big tall kid. Yeah, yeah he was a good kid too. Yeah, I never had any problems with anybody, really. That's now, good. You know, he was all the all the traveling and all the people with different things. Never really had one. I had one to test me pretty good. It was Hercules Hernandez. He's pretty yeah. strong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was. But yes. that was just his style. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. was just stout. And, yeah, he, and they always put me with him, seemed like, around here. <laughs> well, two, two stout guys, yeah. right? 
Yeah, yeah. I like I liked it that way though. I'd rather have that way than one of those guys that were looses. You know, just yeah. I I didn't like that. No, yeah. no. I, my stuff was you couldn't doubt what I was doing. Yeah, <laughs> I never well, I doubted it. Neither my opponent. He never doubted it either. Yeah, did not. <laughs> so working for the AWA a little bit. Um, how is that for you? Because I know it's more up north and. Uh, working in probably it wasn't, parts of it wasn't Canada. Bad. It was it was cold. I remember went up there one time. My God, drove all the way up there in the snowstorm and all that. And they still had people <laughs> in the houses, but this was yeah. getting close to their end. Yeah. I worked with them. I did uh, up there. I did uh, his last match was uh, oh. Wahoo McDaniels. I did it on TV with him. Oh, we okay. went through. That was wow. his last match up there. Yeah, wow. I enjoyed. I, I I respected that man. I, I really did. I respected all, most all of the old timers. Yeah. yeah, Luthez, my God, yeah, what a what a hell of an animal he was in his time. <laughs> still was, the, still was. The, I was in Springfield, Missouri, and they put him against me there when I was down for uh, Leroy McGurk in the territory. And I said, whatever. I told the people, I said, whatever you do, don't call him old man. Oh my God! <laughs> payback, payback, Al. <laughs> oh, so let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, out of all the promotions you worked for during the territory era, what was probably one of your favorites that you really enjoyed and and got a lot out of? I Louisiana was. Bill Watts is down there from Shreveport down that lower part of it. Yeah. And the upper part in, in the Midwest, you might say for Leroy up here, when they split up, I, I'd say I enjoyed more down in the South. The mm-hmm. people were very responsive. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it did, they were just, you might be hated by them, but they respected <laughs> you down there. Yeah. They respected you. Yeah, and I yeah I think that was probably Carolinas I could care less about. Okay, I walked out of that place two different times. I just didn't like it. Yeah, just some there was like clicks, and, uh, and that wasn't me. It just yeah. forgive me. They, they may have their superstars over there, but mm-hmm. um, I guess I'm not going to mention any names. But right. it's just uh, I just did. I wasn't happy there. Basically, yeah. uh, I tried, and I said, no, nah, no. Nah. I said, I'm going home. Just yeah. find somebody else to go out there on that. I'm going home. Yeah. And I, that's why I quit. Quit for a while. Well, basically, that was about pretty close to my end. I just started selling cars then. <laughs> there you go. But, but I still worked for Geigel off and on. And you yeah. can always call Geigel up and say, Geigel, can I come in? He said, yeah, come on. Boom, I'll yeah. be there and be working the next day. <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. That's I mean that's yeah, good. They always, have a good rapport like that. Yeah, I always looked at him as almost as my dad, basically. Yeah, yeah. you know he was he was about the same age as my dad. <laughs> okay, well my there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty neat. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit, uh, chemistry wise. Who do you think as an opponent with uh, you were up against? You had the best matches that you can recall uh, boom. Uh, 
That's a tough one. Sorry. <laughs> well, I wrestled with Bob Brown. God, I don't know how many times. Okay. Uh, but but he, even with one time, it was he was the bad. Uh, he was a good guy, and I was the bad guy, and they were more for yeah. him than they were me. <laughs> I had an old man hit me in uh, uh, Columbia, and then I had another one tried to hit me in uh, Topeka, Kansas. Oh, wow. uh, they were they were classics. But uh, they were more, it's just, uh, it's hard to say, really. Yeah. Uh, okay. I had a lot of good rapport with, with, uh, um, oh, uh, God, my mind just went blank. Boom. <laughs> uh, well, I can't remember right now. That's all Sorry right. about that. That's okay. No problem. <laughs> you know, when you're 74 years old, you yeah. go on one day and all of a sudden it goes blank. No problem. I want to ask you uh, just a couple more things. One is you turned heel one time that I saw uh, in your career. What was that comfortable for you? Because you usually a, a baby face. Oh yeah, that was an experience that uh, that was in uh, down there in Louisiana. That yeah. was with uh, Jerry Oates, uh, Jerry uh, Stubbs. Yeah, and uh, this is when they told me. When you come out of that ring, if the if the people go completely quiet, you've done your job. Mm-hmm. You've done real well. That's called the white, or the or the white heat. Mm-hmm. That's the one where they're not screaming, hollering, they're just sitting looking at you, and they're saying all kinds of things under their breath. You can hear them as you walk by, very quiet. <laughs> and boy, that was that was that was the scary part. Yeah, they told me he says whenever you leave. Don't stop and don't talk to them. Don't look at them. Just do a nice slow walk out of there. Yeah. And it was. It was a great. It was great with that. They just went completely quiet. Yeah. Ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jody Hamilton told me yeah, what to do. He says, whatever you do, whatever you do, do not stop. Yeah. And I believe that. That, but that was the best deal. I enjoyed. I be I have enjoyed the dark side. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of second nature, I guess, with yeah. me. I always have been. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was the best time of my life, right there. Oh, okay. And I wrestled some of the best guys around. Yeah. That's when uh, the Tommy Rich come in over there, down there. He went. We were in Biloxi. He be coming over. They come in there, and then I had uh, Wahoo come in and. Uh, Got quite a few of them okay. from over from Atlanta were coming over there to okay. uh, yeah to, to Biloxi, but it was a it was good it was it was good yeah. it was enjoyable. <laughs> wow, yeah, I just I, I mean I remember reading about it and I, and I watched it on, on on YouTube and I just always remembered you as a baby face. So when I was looking oh, yeah. stuff up, I was just like I don't remember him, but then you did, boy, and I was like, whoa, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I made go ahead. I made money when I went down there and I turned babyface. You might as well say with uh, with the junkyard dog. Yeah, that was that was the, that was another experience that was interesting. <laughs> Couldn't do no wrong, boy. With the, you were with him as a partner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Miss him too. Yeah, New Orleans come in there and you'd hear him stomping their feet and clapping there and. They, I just stood there before we went in the ring that night and just I was simply in, in amazed at the, at the response. 
Yeah. They, he was over like big time. Oh, yeah. And I was glad I was there on his side. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> can, you, can, uh, can you give us a, a good traveling story with you in the car with somebody that, uh, you know, just sticks out in your mind? Oh, I got one. We were coming back out of uh, Wichita, Kansas. Jim Brunzel and me are in the car, and mm -hmm. we're coming back up toward Kansas City. And uh, we were drinking our beer like we always did. That's just <laughs> normal deal. Yeah. And all of a sudden, a car came up on me pretty fast. I was in my little Datsun Z I had at the time. <laughs> and this great big car came up behind me real quick. And all of a sudden, the light came on and started flashing. I said, oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> well, I pulled over. And then the car pulled up beside me. And there's Bob Brown and goggle just laughing <laughs> just had a heck of a time they enjoyed that i got i got another one even better than that though let's hear it goggle used to goggle used to travel with the shotgun in his car okay okay he'd have in the back seat well he had it in his back seat one day and he had bob brown was riding in the back and my second wife shirley black she was in the front seat and they were talking and Geigel's driving and Brown's in the back seat. He's piddly farting around back there and he's messing with that gun. Geigel tells him, leave it alone. <laughs> well, all of a sudden he had that thing in his hand and blew a hole in the floorboard of the <laughs> car. Uh, <laughs> Geigel said he just, just couldn't believe he did that. But yeah, Bob Brown, he was, he was <laughs> It blew a hole right in there. My Lord, the whole, you can imagine how it was in a tight spot. And Geigel's Cadillac. Boom, yeah. boy. <laughs> That's great. That's uh, a they, good one. They were a character together, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you oh. never, Brown used to, when we were working at the last before he passed away and stuff, he was, we were working, he was security out there at the, at the Woodlands, a dog track, horse track there. And, mm -hmm. and it was, He'd start fights, you might say, be instigator. <laughs> and then when it came down to reading the nut and all the stuff going off, he'd just stand back and we'd have to take care of it. <laughs> and then, then afterwards, he'd be around there picking up the glasses and the pens and the radios that fell off. He'd pick those uh, up. He never got involved in any of it, but he let us go do it. He let you just finish <laughs> it up. I'll clean up the mess. No, he'd just pick it up afterwards. <laughs> We used to chew them out for that all the time. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, that's, yes, you retired from the ring in, in uh, 91, I believe. Um, yeah. And so, here, what are you up to lately? You got anything going on, or are you just... No, I'm no? just, I'm still working. I'm working security. It's still, I spent, what, 19 years at the Woodlands that it closed down. Okay. And then, uh, then I, when, uh, my boss went up and started working for the Seventh Street Casino there from the Wichita, uh, or not Wichita, from uh, down in New uh, Oklahoma area. Mm -hmm. They opened up a, a casino up there, and that he went there. And I said, I said, well, I was gonna call him up, and he said, yep, you can have a job. Yeah. Come on back. So I was right there. I've wow. been there what thirteen years now. Well, good for you. Yeah, it's. I enjoy, you know, it, it gives, what am I going to do? 
Yeah. I got a house with three bedrooms. I kind of pick where I'm going to sleep at one night, you know, and then boom, boom. And uh, I'm I'm single. I've been single for quite a few years now. Yeah. But that's all right. But uh, it gives me something to do. Yeah. My dad's still alive, so I spend some time with him, try to. He's 96 years old, well, going strong as all get out. Wow, that's and great. If I get his jeans, I'm going to be in serious trouble. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want to thank you. Still for... driving, doing all kinds of stuff. Oh, wow, that's but great. But I, I, I have no life. <laughs> <laughs> I still try to go to the gym, work out, and do yeah. that stuff, though. But yeah. Nothing serious like it used to be. Well, yeah, yeah. But still try. Well, good, good. Still try. Well, Mike, I want to thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it, sir. I've enjoyed it. You know, it's uh, it's an honor and pleasure. And like I said in the beginning of the program, I really think you're, you are underappreciated and you really paved the way for the, the guys of, of, uh, of today. So thank you very much. Yeah, the longevity, the longevity for the guys now, uh, I feel sorry for them doing all that stuff because all they're doing is just slowly deteriorating that body. Yeah. I've already had a hip replaced and and uh, knees are killing me and one shoulder, but yeah, I, yeah. you got to be careful what you do because it it yeah. does get you. Yeah. People may say all the what they want to about it, but yeah. it's real. <laughs> yeah, 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 it is. It's real. So, well, thank you again, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Mike George. Thanks for coming on, sir. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you calling me. Uh, all right. Take and care of yourself. You too. And folks, if you're listening, thank you and subscribe. Hey, this is a Total Package. Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast. And I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews. It features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet, as well as Dr. John, as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it'll take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, Pro Wrestling Interviews. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In the Room every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off a uh, building. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. 
VOC Nation hosts will include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found the true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill After, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 